Hey everybody, welcome to Rewrites. That's Jacob. Hi. And I that's ma- Nathan. Oh sorry. Hey. I thought this was You stepped on my stepped on my line. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Uh I'm Nathan. That's Jacob. Uh this is Rewrites. You already know that. We're here today uh because we had the idea to think of popular movies where we could switch out the main actor with a different role that that same actor has played in their filmography to get some weird, wacky combinations. And uh, we recorded it, because that's what podcasts are. And we want you guys to listen to it. So you should. Here you go. Well, this year's about time to rewrite the shows and movies that have way too many jokes and not quite enough boobies and we'll gladly try and tell you just what we So come on down to rewrites and hell, what do you got to lose? How we're doing this is we specifically wanted it to be um, one actor and that actor's certain roles. Yeah, um, exactly. And I did it. I did it no matter where it was in their lexicon. Like I didn't do it had to be before that or anything. So yeah, okay. So it's just it's just whenever. So give me give me one of yours because you okay. have more than me. Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker in Ten Things I Hate About You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would uh, do a lot more killing. <laughs> yeah. um, he'd be a lot creepier. He, he'd be the class clown. That's basically yeah, what he would be. Literally, Li- literally, literally. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is oh, in that movie. holy shit! He is, and he's and he might be in the next film, but uh, Dark Knight oh, Rises. Oh, that's so weird. But yeah, but he's involved in some way, and if he oh played, yeah he isn't in that one, but if he played oh, his funny. character of Robin, or you know whatever, I'm not exactly sure what they were getting at with it. were they positing that he was going to be Robin or that <laughs> That's he the was going to be Batman? That's the thing that annoyed me about Dark Knight Rises is the yeah. fact that they say his they name is Robin, there. but that's not what his name was. No, his it name was, was like Dick Grayson. Dick, yeah, exactly. So like I don't know why, and even if it wasn't Dick Grayson, there was other Robins, but they weren't called Robin. Yeah. Like th- that wasn't their name. Yeah, it was. The so yeah, that was a little bit of a weird thing. But anyways, but yeah, if say he was, then in the world of ten things I hate about you, you know, <laughs> what's the, the song he see- sings at the stadium? Oh, it's like "Run Away from the Pain" or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> or or something like. Or wait, no, no, that's in not another teen movie. Oh, you're right. Because they're making the, fun that's of ten the things parody I hate about, about you. It. Yeah, um, I can't remember what he sings to her, but. If Joseph Gordon-Levitt secretly is trying to bust Heath Ledger for being like a mass criminal <laughs> while also trying to get the high school girl or whatever yeah. they're in. And he's, you know. There you go. One that I had was, uh, so recently I watched this movie. It was kind of a flop and, well, it's a, a big flop, but I was thinking about how could we make it better because it's already kind of bad. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie, This Means War? Uh, that's the word, the two spies. Uh-huh. It's uh... Tom Hardy. And Chris Pine. Chris Pine. I couldn't remember. To, I was like, whoever played Chris, Captain Kirk in the yeah, one. Tried to date Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they're like buddies, and they're both spies in the CIA, and they're both like, you know, action stars and yeah. like super secret agent shit, um, but one's from London and one's Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, they both somehow start dating Reese Witherspoon and don't know it at, like to begin with, and then... 
find out like halfway through the movie or whatever that both of them are trying to date the same woman. I couldn't remember. Does she know that they're both spies? I think no, that she, she doesn't, doesn't know that. No, because they they both have covers. Yeah, like they're like in construction or some shit. Um, <laughs> I do remember falling asleep halfway through that. It's movie. It's not a good movie. Yeah, but I watched it. And waking because up at the very end when there's like some sort of plane fight scene something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but who would be the characters in it? So <laughs> I was thinking about it. The movie's so kind of just dumb and just I don't know. It it didn't do really well. I was thinking if we replaced the character, Chris Pine, this is a little bit of a double dip. I'm breaking the rules already. Oh, no, I like that. I almost I, wish I did that, too. I broke the rules, and so I said if Chris Pine was his character from Smoke and Aces, do you remember oh, that movie? yeah, yeah. Oh, Where my he's gosh. the weird hillbilly redneck psychopath yeah. murderer guy. I saw that fairly recently. Yeah. That movie is insane. It's so dumb, but it's fun. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining, and it's just I forgot whatever. that Chris Pine was like the, hill, the crazy hillbilly yeah. uh, team group or whatever yeah, it's like it's like a group of brothers that are hitmen he did a like, pretty good job in that no, particular character yeah it, it, but he's this weird like neo-nazi like so he plays that in inbred redneck weirdo um if if he was playing that and then if tom hardy was playing fitzgerald from the revenant oh my god or even like <laughs> charles bronson from the movie charles bronson or bronson yeah exactly bronson, yeah oh my like just gosh. how weird it would be with them going against each, each other, other trying to kill each other because they're both american these, and like, neo-nazi well, yeah they're both these like backwoods like redneck like oh i'll kill this fucking squirrel i'll kill your goddamn boy <laughs> your boy's a little bitch like all this stuff at the same time just yelling at each other and they're and both re- still in the cia like the cia yeah, yeah. would hire these people <laughs> it's like really deep cover but they're actually like just assholes. They believe it so much. Right. Um, or just the fact that either of them would even know how to use the internet and would find <laughs> Reese Witherspoon on a dating app and her just being like, I don't know which one to choose. They're Gosh. both just so handsome. Reese and meanwhile, they're like, you know. And then Reese Witherspoon's from Legally Blonde. Ooh. Yeah. So triple, <laughs> triple dip the chip. Triple dip the chip. Um, you triple dip the chip. Triple dipped it. Uh, so one that I had, this one was, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This one was a little concerning because so the movie Passengers. Do you remember this movie? Oh, it's with man. Uh, Chris Pratt. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, who directed uh, Jesse, that? Or what's his name? I don't know. Who, we even said that was one of the. Didn't we talk about that? It was one of the good movies of the 2010s. No, this it isn't this movie. Oh wait. Um, okay. Then uh, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. That's where the two. That's the the two people are. Uh, they woke up from they woke yeah. up from hypersleep too okay. early. Yes, too early. Okay, so in this movie, uh, now I'm on the same page. Chris Pratt's character wakes up from hypersleep. That, so they're, it's in the future, and they're on this giant cross galaxy trip on this giant spaceship that has a bunch of people on it. It's almost yeah. like a cruise ship in space, and everyone's in cryo sleep going to this different planet from Earth, and they're going to be in cryo sleep for like 90 years yeah, or just something insane. So they're like screwed. A, re- a really long time. And Chris Pratt accidentally wakes up like a year into it. Yeah. So he's like, oh shit. And he doesn't know what to do as far as how to like turn the ship around or do anything. So he's going to be trapped on this ship for like 90 years. For, he's going to die on the ship, Yeah. you know, before it even gets to the destination or he's going to be an old man at the very least. Um, and so he like, lives by himself and like tries to entertain himself and do all this stuff for a certain amount of time. I think it's like maybe a year. Have you ever seen the movie Rocket Man? It's a little similar to that where where he goes stir crazy. The clown or not. He he paints the Sistine Chapel on the... The chimp takes over his cryo sleep and he has to try to sleep see if he can fit in the chimp's 
cryo sleep, but he can't. He can't so he has yeah. his, he's just awake the whole time while they go to the moon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and he uses the food paste to draw yeah, the, to draw the Sistine Chapel. Oh yeah. my gosh! Um, so yeah, they so did, it's kind so of that like movie did it first. Passengers is basically Rocket Man with yeah. Chris Pratt. Um, but yeah, and so while he's you know trapped on this ship, he decides to oh because one day he accidentally stumbles upon the uh, cryo tube of Jennifer Lawrence yeah. and it's like oh she's super hot Ooh. and all this stuff then he decides super to hot. she wouldn't pr- mind. yeah she wouldn't <laughs> deny me he purposefully mal- makes her machine malfunction and her wake up from cryosleep early so basically he has someone to be with. awake with yeah or to maybe screw you so, know okay it's been a while since so I've seen that that's how it plays out so he fucks yeah. over another person yes what a dick that's what I mean what a the movie is low key crazy in the sense that it's like you're essentially murdering someone yeah pretty know? much like you're dragging them down with you it's like yeah. you're drowning and you you grab, you just someone. grab someone and i think yeah. they even make that like that euphemism in the movie yeah um so yeah it's got a lot of problems because like the, the movie itself is interesting in that regard like the existential crisis of yeah. like do you effectively kill somebody so to speak to like not go insane but yeah then it's like no you shouldn't <laughs> you know type of thing um, but anyways, so I thought it would be funny if Chris Pratt's character from Parks and Recreation, oh <laughs> Andy Dwyer, was trapped on the ship because it would be a better outcome because he's too stupid to Steven. figure out how to make her chamber malfunction. Yeah. So he can't hurt anyone else. So he just spends a whole year trying to he figure out. He would spend the rest of his life hanging out and eating cereal and talking to the one AI robot forever and probably writing like a sweet rock opera about mouse rat yeah or, or whatever <laughs> and you know drawing pictures with his own poop on the walls or who knows that like, is so, you know, funny. So, so it's funny you even bring up rocket man because essentially that's where i was headed <laughs> that he would basically play a dim-witted version a, a version yeah, basically of himself that. yeah which would be kind of like a harlan williams and, and rocket man um but yeah i thought that that would be uh did you like that movie passengers I, at the time, I was like, "This is has its interesting moments," but at the end, it was just kind of, sort of predictable and just kind of like it was eh. like it, it had potential. Yeah. L- yeah, like I love the idea of being like marooned out in space and the yeah. existential crisis of it all and all of that. Like those themes are really great and interesting. But when it got to you know the whole idea of him, you know, unlocking her thing on purpose yeah. and doing all of that, that was very like. And then it got, you know, and I heard a couple of people bring up that it's, you know, very misogynistic kind of, and I was like, yeah, I could see that, you know, so it's kind of like, I have, I have enough trouble with it that, you know, that I I would have to say that I don't really like it, but I think the concepts there were decent. Yeah. You know, they just, the overall execution of it was, yeah, it was a little like, ugh. Uh, one of yours. Mine was Mickey O'Neill from Snatch, Brad Pitt's character. Oh man! In Fight Club. So <laughs> <laughs> where where Edward Norton can't even understand him the whole time. I punch me hard as can. What? I punch me hard as can. What? Oh, you call that a fucking punch? <laughs> Just like the situations that he would, and then he would realize that. I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, that he's like the same person. Is like, wait, how the fuck did yeah. I even know? How, how, to am I, how am I know how to speak Pikey, or whatever they call it? <laughs> I'm trying to think of different quotes and in, in, in that Pike club. Well, you know where he's like explaining, and he's and he's uh, God, what's his name in in Fight Club? Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. 
Because he goes. Why do I know that? Jeez. He like goes around and searches where mm-hmm. Tyler Jordan's been. Yeah. To figure out what the next plan was or yeah. some shit, and there everyone starts to recognize him and just calls him Tyler Durden. Right. Yeah. It would just be funny. It's like, oh, you're you're. Oh, so you don't speak Pikes? Yeah. <laughs> You wow, speak we can, perfect English. We can understand you a lot better this time, sir. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a lot better. I'm gonna gonna be a fucking veterinarian. He's gonna wake up tomorrow. And be the best breakfast he ever had in his life. Everyone doesn't <laughs> even know the plan. Everyone starts talking like him. Like, like what? When he, you know when they like uh, they're hanging out on the porch to like the, let them in. Yeah. It's like you're too fat. Yeah. <laughs> you're way too fat. You're too fat. <laughs> Gosh. I thought it was Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> what? Second role. You don't talk about Fight Club. Like, what was that? You do talk about? No, you don't. Well, I can't tell what he's saying. <laughs> I really can't tell this guy's. So yeah, oh, sure so, had fight. so Mickey Neal and Fight Club, I think, would be the funniest thing to see. Oh, I think that's great. And I don't remember if I've talked about this in the previous episode, but anyone that's listening to this, if you haven't seen Snatch or any of early Guy Ritchie movies, oh, mm-hmm. you got to watch them. Yeah, that watch one is Stock and Smoke Two Smoking, smoking barrels. barrels. That I would say Snatch is the best. Oh yeah, it is. I think it's the best one. Yeah, I agree. And then, speaking of Tom Hardy earlier, you have like Layer Cake and Rock and Roll of, which he, I think oh, Tom he Hardy's, did those too. Yeah, Tom Hardy's in those. Um, and they're I've, decent. I haven't seen Layered Cake or Layer Cake. I, I don't. That's really the one with Daniel Craig, one. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that one quite as much. I don't think that one's as good. But we watched the uh, and Rock my, and Roll is not that great either. But it's at least kind of entertaining. Guy Ritchie was going to do uh, a British version of Cannonball Run. Which I don't think it was gonna. Ha- it's not gonna happen anymore. Which is that. unfortunate because I think it was gonna be the same cast as. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Of Snatch, yeah, of all of those. like all the regular, right. yeah, the regulars, Statham and yeah. But it seems like Guy Ritchie movies are kind of like dwindling down. They are. They're not because he shame. did what King Arthur. No. Yeah. Yeah. Was did. it King Arthur? Yeah. I heard that didn't do very well. And it's funny because he even tries to. It's funny we're even talking about this. I was just talking to my buddy about this the other day that he even tries to shoehorn in like a heist scene. Because well, the there's time. always a scene like, okay, this is how it's going to go down. We're going to go in and we're going to do this. And there's all these like jump cuts and all this crap. Do you always like to... impress me with your impression? I, I was like, whoa, I'm in the movie now. You're right. You're right in it. Anyway, but the, he has one of those in King Arthur about them like robbing the sheriff of Nottingham oh, or whatever no. the fuck yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. I'm mixing up Robin Hood. And, but anyway, it's the same thing though. Um, and it's like them trying to rob the kingdom or whatever and him, you know, being a vagabond or whatnot. Oh, my and God. it's just like, guys... It, Hey, guy, Richie. Hey, hey guy. <laughs> hey, you don't on. need a heist in every movie. Yeah, there doesn't need to always be a really like jump cutty, quick voiceover. There's even like hints of montage. that in Sherlock Holmes too, like the Robert Downey yeah. Jr. ones. He, he does the same thing when he's when he's talking about how he's like, "I'm going to punch him on the left ear, and he, it would take this much time to recover," and like all that stuff. And There's it's always just have like, to be like a plan. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Well and, he has, and he has to like flesh it out and like show you a montage and all this stuff. I think yeah. he's just obsessed with montages yeah. and, and, and slow jump motion. cuts. Yeah. Slow motion too. That's another one. Um, all right. The next four that I have are a little bit more mainstream. One's a little low hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, and this one's easy. We can blow through it. But okay. I had uh, in the Da Vinci Code um, have Tom Hanks be Forrest Gump. <laughs> I know that's easy, <laughs> but I just, I, I kept picturing just him going like, you know, sorry about your Mona Lisa. <laughs> you know, like type of <laughs> like we're going to the Lowry. What's the to find that painting? Angels and demons, right? There's yeah, another one. It's like yeah. sorry about your Pope or whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember in that one. Like I think a lot of like 
people of the oh man i'm not even i don't even know what the names of all that stuff is Ca- like, catholics not cat catholics catholics <laughs> um like all the people that die in angels and demons like everyone's picked off oh yeah that was what that was interesting man it's been so long since i've watched da vinci code <laughs> yeah it's been a while for me too but i just remembered that you there was stuff with mona, mona lisa, lisa. Smile. smile the pope i have the pope was gonna be the leader of the catholics but instead he died right there by that church in the vatican <laughs> If he dies, I don't even know. I haven't seen Angels and Demons, but I just know that they run around. So, anyways, and then who's all? Who else is in that? That he like tortures himself. What's that guy's act? That actor's Ooh, name? Oh yeah, he, he's, he's uh, um, the Vision. Um, yeah, I can't exactly. think of his name. He's a good. He's a good actor. I like him a lot. I, I feel bad. I can't remember his name right now. But yeah, he plays Vision in, uh, in that the looks game like Avengers. that hurts. His weapon has up on the back there. The cat of nine tails. <laughs> um. I had the cats uh, back home, but I only have one tail. <laughs> anyway, um, what's your next one? Johnny Depp's uh, Hunter S. Thompson from Fear and Loathing mm. in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ooh, yeah, it's just tripping balls. Charlie and the Meth Factory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like, or it's just a weed farm. Weed farm. Yeah, exactly. Or he makes, or he makes, just like weed treats. Yeah, like candies and things. And but then he all, also slips like LSD and shrooms. All his. All his uh, Oompa Loompas are just Dr. Conzo's. Yeah. <laughs> like miniature, miniature Benicio Del Toro's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like screaming cigarettes. and just like... Yeah. like it, what is it, bad or have, something? He has kind of wild hair. Yeah. So like he almost does look like a, a grown... Yeah. But that would be... That would be better than... And see, that's the thing with that one. That... Even though that sounds like a dumb concept, guys, that would improve that movie. Oh, it would... 100%. A, 100%. Because that movie's garbage it is pretty bad um so and yeah the, even the, if it's just wacky out there and like <laughs> and honestly the first movie almost more than the second one has that one scene in the tunnel it's like a drug trip oh yeah i mean that scene's insane so yeah it would just be a bunch of those scenes <laughs> it'd just be almost a, <laughs> in his perspective nuts. and it, and all the kids are just watching him trip all the time yeah and then he just like stops out of nowhere and he's like what's that <laughs> we're in bad country you know, like type of shit. I was like, "There's Bad no country. bats. This is a this is a kitchen. <laughs> this is a that is a okay, fear and loathing is. I, I have to I have to put that up on like one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's it's a weird movie, but every time I watch it, it's such a joy. It is oh, such a joy. Yeah, it's one of the few Johnny Depp movies that I like him in. Or don't mind him in. Oh, uh, no, I, yeah. I agree with you. I'm not the biggest fan of his. <laughs> okay. So, I know you know this movie, but a lot of people might not. <laughs> not the first movie I'm talking about, but the second one. <laughs> Do you know Shawshank Redemption? You, oh, heard, of the, you oh, heard of this? Oh, uh, yeah. This little indie movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still, I think it's still on IMDb's uh, number one hits. Is that Tom Cruise <laughs> in, uh, in Shawshank? Shawshank. Oh, I'm talking about this. this Shawshank. Um. <clears throat> In Shawshank Redemption, I think it would be funny if, <laughs> sorry, I think it'd be funny if Tom, Tim Robbins played his character from Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. Oh my God. As Instead of Andy Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> the weird like Russian guy oh with the long gosh. hair and the limp. Yeah. <laughs> I need single rock hammer. Oh, why do you need that? That's for me to know. And you to deliver red you must bring this to me 
as well as poster of Sharon Tate or whatever it was. <laughs> That's the other thing about Morgan Freeman's also one of those actors where it's like, wait, let's see if we can role reverse Morgan yeah, Freeman. Yeah, he, he's he, kind of the, the same, same guy. And everything. Again, I'm fine with that because he's great. Oh, he's great and everything. But yeah, I'm trying to think of other quotes that Andy Dufresne says because he doesn't talk as much as Morgan Freeman does. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's yeah. a great movie. If you, if no one's ever seen that movie, meet me there, my fishing boat, red. <laughs> where do they? Where do they end up going to? What's the? It's wanton something in Nejo. It's somewhere yeah. in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. And then he meets him there. That movie's so great. But just like, because <laughs> there's already that part when he's like waddling around. Yeah. Tim Robbins with his like cane or whatever in Tenacious D. <laughs> If he was like hitting the hitting the pipe like he does with the lightning flash, and just, <laughs> just crawling around in the, in the shit pile, I'm like standing and up just in like the rain. with the rain, yeah. just like, with <laughs> just this cane, up. just all the way up. Like, <sighs> anyway, I'm free. Yeah. So what was one of yours? Um, Ace Ventura and Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get over Courtney Cox. Yeah, so, yes. which memory is this we're going to now? Yeah. <laughs> Some shit like that. And I'm trying to even remember, because, okay, the way that movie go- plays out, right? Yeah. Is he is trying to wipe out all the memories of his girlfriend? Yeah, so right? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. hmm And he regrets it, right? So he's trying to go all to every memory to, to try to grab something from each memory? Well, it's as... as the memories are being erased. Yeah. He realizes like, oh no, I don't I don't want to do this. Do but this he's already anymore. in the middle of it. Yeah, so it's, it's, already, it's already happening. Yeah. So then he, you know, kind of tries to teach himself to go back to uh the spot in Montauk. Yeah. Or whatever where he met her in the at the the beach and stuff. So all the scenarios are just scenes from Ace Ventura yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Snowflake. <laughs> he's trying to erase Snowflake from Snowflake. his mind. That's yeah. not Snowflake. Yeah, going through it, or just Ace Ventura as a little kid would be kind of funny. There is a movie. Like seeing how there is a movie that is that they made it for Nickelodeon. Oh, I really? Think. Yeah, Damn. where Ace Ventura is like a little kid. He beat us to it. Yeah, Fuck. it's. Um, I haven't seen. It. I just remember seeing like when I it was. It came out when I was still watching Nickelodeon. Yeah. And watch everyone's gonna look up. That's like, wow. Okay, how old is he? <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> I think it was fairly recent. Actually. You know, when I was twenty-four. Yeah, and I watched Nickelodeon. I still watch Nickelodeon. <laughs> SpongeBob's still airing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I could see that being a good because there's a lot of room for humor in there because they already do so much with his experience in the uh, in the second one when he's like doing the cliffhanger ripoff yeah. and. You know, with the Buddhist temple, yeah, and all of that stuff. Everybody loves the slinky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slinky. Can you believe it? Can I do it again? Let's do all the things you, you want to do. That's this the second one is the best one in my opinion. I I prefer it also. Yeah, I think a lot of people prefer. You know the second what? One I don't know because a lot of times this conversation comes up as to what sequels are better than the original. And I yeah, don't think when that nature one, calls is it is better than the it, first one. It's better than the first one. Yeah, more quotes. Definitely more quotable. Yeah, it just goes. It's goofier, so it yeah. sets it, it sets it up. It sets it up to be it's zany, way zanier, and it's the same director who did um, Kung Pao, which is also super zany as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But there's some just the and like he goes back to the well on a couple of the jokes, but I think they're like better. Yeah. In that one. The only one 
the only joke that I could think of like that really sticks out to me from Ace Ventura 1 that was so good is when he's at the glass door. And like, oh, oh, yeah, and he's screaming. Oh, oh, and he's like, I've exercised the demons or just whatever. Like, that part's funny. Yeah. Or but the Ace snowflake Ventura- scene when he's in the shark. Oh, and he goes like, don't go in there. Yeah, do not go in there. <laughs> he pats his pocket and yeah, water squirts out. Yeah. I mean, see, that's Woo! those are good movies. Yeah. So, I mean, you could... so. If you didn't have Ace Ventura 2, I mean, even if you did, I suppose, but you could go back and see, like, why he loves animals so much. Yeah. And all of that. And maybe that can be the thing, is that he's trying to erase his love for animals. animals. Yeah. Um, um, and my other one was Patrick Bateman in Batman Begins. So, Patrick Batman. Oh, <laughs> Patrick Batman. <laughs> I like that a lot, Patrick Batman. Um, yeah, he's it's like, just... And instead of like trying to fight crime, he's just trying to kill all the other guys that have better business cards than him. <laughs> better, better batarangs than him. Yeah, the one that the another yeah. Morgan Freeman movie. Yes, you're right. And Michael Caine, who's another Patrick actor that's like the Batman same person ever in every movie. Walked through a mile of his own shit <laughs> inside of his bat cave. Patrick Batman <laughs> knew only bloodlust. He's like he's like in situ well like where he has to he sees crime happening right, and yeah. he's like oh I gotta go dress return up, some like, videotapes. I gotta I gotta I gotta return some videotapes. Yeah. This is like that's his excuse every time he goes to change, <laughs> to change in, in his costume. He yeah. sees the bat. He says the bat signal. Oh, I gotta go return, gotta return some, some videotapes. Which or, I think is the funniest ongoing joke in that movie. Oh, that movie's so good. I want to read the book, which I hear don't. is pretty intense. Oh, don't read the book? It's so upsetting to read. It's really, it's really difficult, and it'll it'll put you in a headspace. I want to read. I want to read Fight Club, the Fight Club book, book too. And I hear that one. That one's not as bad. I mean, like, oh, it, okay. So you're saying the American Psycho is is like more emotionally, yes, well because it's in comparison to Fight Club. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I think. So I thought it was going to be the other way around. Trying to think of how to describe it. So like, fight the Fight Club book, the way that the way that Chuck Palahniuk, who's the author of Fight Club, writes. Yeah. Um, Does he also do poetry? Uh, he might. I don't know. Okay. Um, but he. I don't know if that. Was I mean, he probably he does. Known I, I mean, known for I assume that professional writers usually probably dabble in other things just yeah. because. What else are they doing? But I didn't know if that was like another famous thing he was known for. Yeah, I don't, I don't know particularly. But anyway, um, uh, the the way that Chuck Palahniuk writes is his books are very kind of cinematic. Like you can you can follow along and see there being kind of a movie in there oh, as yeah. far as like the stories go. And uh, I, I don't know, just the way that they're set up. Like the stories are usually kind of zany, like. I don't know the way that how how eventful they are and different things like that. They almost play in certain acts and things like that. Yeah. Um, and the movie representation of Fight Club is actually pretty accurate. I mean, like there's there's some things that are, um, like there's little differences as there's always going to be in adaptations. But yeah. like the feel and the mood of the film and like what the story is trying to convey is pretty close. It's just that when you read the book. You're in the mind of Tyler Durden, yeah, and the narrator who's yeah. kind of nameless is Tyler Durden, you know, um, and so you kind of get caught up a little bit in like the way that they talk and think. So it kind of like makes you feel like you can kind of empathize with what they're going through and talking about and doing all that stuff. Yeah. 
American Psycho is not exactly that way in that it's not trying to make you think in the mind of Patrick Bateman, the serial killer, and like why he would want to do this stuff. Yeah. It's just him doing that stuff. The and and you're just along for the ride. You're just kind of along for the ride. And you're just sort of witnessing these events happen. And the way that it plays out, like the movie does a really great job of turning it into a palatable film. Yeah. Like I think the movie is way better than the book in that regard. Um, because it condenses it down and it does all this stuff. But when you're reading American Psycho, the novel, so like, you know, the scene or the many times when he brings up like, and they do a good job of incorporating it in the movie. Yeah. How he talks about Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. And he talks about, uh, and that's what Batman will do too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. No, it, but when he talks about, uh, all the albums, like all the 80s, albums and things like 80s that music, in, yeah. in the book, it it shows all of the it just talks about Whitney Houston's album for like five pages. Yeah, that's what I've, I mean, I've heard. That it's literally just that. I mean, it's not like a funny. You know, you're just sitting there reading this guy talk about Whitney Houston. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of weird. It's it's not like there's this outsideness to it. Like you're not really you don't like get inside his head. You just hear him talk in the sense. Does that make yeah. sense? No, it makes complete. It's sense. like you know. So it's not really like autobiographical. It's more. Like whatever the equivalent of a biography would be of you sitting there and someone telling you what they're th- what they have done, and sometimes a little bit of what their opinions are. Yeah, but that's it. it. It doesn't really give you an idea of why he does the things that he does. And then on top of all of that, so what I was getting at is that the scenes when he's killing people and killing very specifically these women and doing all this stuff and all the sexual deviant like terrible necrophilia and just I mean. It's the worst shit you'll ever read. Yeah. Literally. It's yeah. like this like the stuff that he has written down in it. I I read it in college. I was like 19. And back then, you know, I watched a lot of I mean, I still watch a ton of movies. But now when a movie's violent, it almost like turns me off a little bit. Like I don't know if you're the same way anymore or if like you've grown when it's like too much violence. Have you grown or more just, squeamish? No. Later in life. I feel like I was more accept. It was so weird. I'm more accepting of it when I was younger, which is probably like how you felt. Yeah. Youth. So I guess technically yes, but I still watched the same amount of violence that I did when I was yeah, like in college or high school and stuff yeah. like that. But back then, I would say that I had a stronger stomach for, uh, the, for the case of this conversation. Yeah. As far as like, so like, know, what's a movie recently, or could you could you watch American Psycho the same way you did when you were younger? Yeah, well, American Psycho, yes, because even though there is a lot of, quote, violence in American Psycho, it's not exactly explicit. You You're know? right. You're right. Like, it doesn't show the act yeah, going there's into a, Yeah, there's head, not a lot, yeah. You know, and stuff you like that. You just see, like, blood. Yeah, you see, like, the aftermath. Yeah, and sort of, aftermath, you know. Exactly. I mean, again, it's still violent, uh, don't get me wrong, but it's just, it, it's a it's a certain type of violence, where, like, a movie like Green Room... Oh, which yeah. we've talked about a bunch, I know. Yeah, but that one is hype. What I would describe as hyper violent. Yes, like that's I would agree. where it's it's showing you every bullet going through yeah. every head. So you couldn't do just, like a saw movie. Uh, yeah, saw I probably wouldn't want. Yeah. I, I would probably. Eh. Yeah, and that's like, a lot of people because that's like yeah. again that's like a like how you're saying hyper violent, but that's like hyper violent, and it's also like what do they call it? Torture porn. Torture porn. Right, and and in a way, American Psycho the book is kind of as well just because it Hyper goes violent in, or torture porn 
or both? Both. Okay. I mean, like it's, but I mean, it's almost to another level. Like the shit that he like talks about. Oh, I did this to this woman, and like I, you know, I did all these things. Like you know the part when. Okay, so there's a great part in the film, and again, the film does it. And I know we're just this is off the rails at this point, but the the film does a really great job of incorporating all these things and tweaking it to make it work for a story in a movie, right? Yeah. So like, there's the part when he's talking to his lawyer on the phone, the scene at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. He's like, a great scene. Yeah. And um, and he's you know freaking out, and he's you know saying all this shit, and he goes like, and then I killed some hookers in New York or whatever, and then like he pauses and he's like. I, I ate some of her brains or whatever. Yeah. And like, and that's a very like, Oh my God. Moment yeah. Cause it's like, Oh fuck. Like, you know, cause up until yeah. now he was just killing women. Not that that's not awful. Yeah. But then he'd mention that he but eats you, their there's, brains. There's like, he takes yeah. a step more, a step further. And it's like, Oh fuck. You know, yeah. like type of shit. Um, so, but imagine that moment where it's like, Oh fuck, he did all this stuff, but they, they turn it to a hundred. Yeah. In the book. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Oh, he ate their brains. That's, tame compared to the what he does the stuff the that he, and i don't even want to really say it because oh, it's yeah. upsetting to even like talk about oh and I, I would imagine and so, so like just so imagine that guys imagine some a, a, a grown man doesn't want to tell you what, like, what is things, explained in the story in this story because it's so gross and and awful that it's it's insane so like reading the book is really difficult yeah. i think and i frankly so you finished you, the book no i think i actually stopped, stopped reading, reading it. it yeah i think I, well i may have finished it but do you I, own the book no but I remember specifically, um, I was reading. I was reading it one day before class, and this is in school and college. Uh, oh, okay. And I, I was, was like in high school. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but I mean, I was only like nineteen, so oh, I wasn't okay. too far off. It's not too far. Um, but I was reading it, and I'll just—I'll never forget it. It was before my theater class that I was taking. Yeah. And I was like waiting for the class to start, and I was reading the book because uh, I got there early, and there was this part in the book. You know, where he was talking about killing these hookers or whatever, because that's a lot of what Patrick Bateman does. Um, and I literally felt physically ill. I, oh, I yeah. had to shut the book and put it down and like sit back in my chair and take a minute because I was like, I might throw up. Oh, geez. And I've never had that sensation probably reading ever. A book. Uh, not not even just reading a book. Just, I mean, probably it, not it, even it, seeing it, a film. I don't yeah. think I've ever felt physically nauseous. Yeah. But that it like reading it, I was like, "Oh God, like it's just bad." And there's a part where, and, and this part is awful too. But there's a part that they completely omit from the movie, and I think it's a good call. Yeah. Um, well, I watched the documentary about the making of the movie, and they said there was a lot of shit. Oh uh, yeah. Do yeah. Like even artists, like artists that were mentioned in the book, didn't want to be mentioned in the movie because yeah. of how right. intense it was. And th- there's a scene in the in the book when he goes to a zoo. Uh, I think oh in yeah, New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he goes to a zoo, and there's this there's this woman there with her young son, who's only like four or five years old, and he goes up to the kid and uh, and cuts his throat yeah. or something. And I remember reading, uh, her, uh, yeah, watching that and, in the and he like he cuts the kid's throat and like and it describes and and well, I guess this is this is one of the only times that it kind of gives you a little bit of a window into what he's thinking. Yeah, because it describes he feels this weird, like he says like he feels this weird feeling like he's sitting there like watching the kid flop around and the mom like crying and freaking out and doing all this stuff. And he's like watching, I don't know how he kind of gets away away with with it, it. but he, um, he, I think that the weird thing about the book too, is he gets away with a lot of things. Well, and that's where you kind of wonder, wonder if it's, if it's fake, fake like if it's right. Um, but anyway, like, so it like describes him like watching this like little boy dying 
and like all this shit and him him saying like that he feels like awkward it's like not remorse but it's this weird i don't know how uh, it's going about it and then like, like he's like not human yeah and then he goes to this uh mcdonald's across the street and gets a giant strawberry milkshake because he's like patrick bateman's like, That's this, like his thing right it, well well he like uh you know he's he's so worried about what goes into his body like he oh, only yeah. wants evie on water he does a thousand yeah. crunches a day like yeah. he's terrified of not being this like specimen of a man yeah and so him to for him to go to mcdonald's and get a a milkshake it's yeah. like literally he's drinking poison to him yeah you know and it describes him like chugging it on the sidewalk and then throwing it all up into the trash can because yeah. he just has this weird feeling yeah. and so it's just this weird, weird book it's a weird story and like so, so that's when just one scene was that's it in the 80s one, yeah it was in the 80s yeah, yeah. wow and and that that's just one like off scene in the book yeah and it's and so if me describing and it and it and it's in detail like i yeah. mean it, it describes like the blood and like the the well, crying and the terribleness like and, american psycho was originally going to come out sooner Oh, by yeah. even with different characters and actors and directors, a whole new cast and crew. Oh, the film, you mean? Yeah, the film itself. Yeah, they were gonna and they were gonna make it tamer. Ah. Uh-huh. And they thought that was, uh, and they ended up not doing it because, like, what I forget what director wanted to do the, the movie the first time. Yeah. And it just was put back on the shelf because he wanted to make it not as violent, but make it more for everybody to watch. Yeah. And then they shelved it, and then they found a, a director that would try to make the movie as close as it could be to the movie that we see now with, with Christian Bale. Right. Um, so yeah, I'll have to send you that, that video I watched. Yeah, no, I would, I would like to see it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's to this day, it's, it's the, it's the most like unique book I've ever, well, never, finished. I don't know. Clockwork Orange is pretty unique too, but, um, yeah, that one, the, yeah, it has its own dictionary, <laughs> kinda, right? Yeah. It's own language sort of, um, it's like a hybrid language. Um, but, uh, but American Psycho has has a place in my heart, so to speak, because it has made me the most uncomfortable of any piece of media ever. Oh wow! Ever, ever. Two girls, one cup. Nothing. Not not that bad compared to American Psycho. Yeah, really. So, I Jeez. mean, well, I mean, it's still well, fucking mean. terrible. Yeah. But I mean, there's certain. I'm just telling you. Well, there you have it, folks. Some character swaps. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed my Brad Pitt snatch impression, because I know there's a lot of that, and that you thought our ideas were good. And if you have any ideas of your own, let us know about it by emailing us at heyrewritethis at gmail.com or getting at us on Instagram at rewritespodcast and let us know what classic character you would switch out in a classic film with a classic actor or actress can be either one um but yeah thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next time so come on down to